Check, check. Checkity, check. I've been in this town so long, so long to the city. I'm fit with the stuff to ride in the rough. And sunny down snuff, I'm all right. By the hero's end. Okay, I'm recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Jeez Louise. Uh, <laughs> that was a needless ordeal. <laughs> yeah. Let me play the Minnesota theme song. Oh. Minnesota theme. Goes like this. That's pretty good. <laughs> I always thought it went though more like Ooh, I'm into that one. <laughs> Let's use that one. Uh, no, yours was good. Yours was, I think, a little more festive. Well, it is uh, Cinco de Mayo, so we should alert the listeners to that. It is Cinco de Mayo, and also we said at the top that this is a mini sode, but I'm, it, but I, I like to think of it more as a bonus sode. Well, that's what I'm way. thinking. Bonus so, sode. Well, I'm going to alert you and the listeners right now to well, so two facts. One, you might notice that I'm broadcasting from a different location than my room or my lab. How would they notice that? <laughs> I said you might notice it. Oh, I might. I, listeners might listeners. I guess listeners might notice it from just the ambient sound quality, the ambient sound. Uh, alert listeners might notice it on the ambient sound quality that I assume to be a different environment. Yeah, where and are you? would be correct. And I'm not in my lab because I thought on Saturday morning nobody would be in there, but Jorg's in there. And uh, so I'm down the hall. So there's a non-zero chance that somebody might walk in and be like... I um, need to do some work now and I'll be like shut up I'm podcasting yeah and you'll be like <laughs> I'm doing the real work <laughs> so that's a possibility but the other thing is that uh, we'll just briefly say the point of this bonus mini wait 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 first we <laughs> should do our our bonus introduction okay but don't duh so wait you start <laughs> uh, no the, is there a mini so okay hey everybody I'm bonus <laughs> that's good and I'm and I'm bonus <laughs> welcome to bonus with bonus and bonus <laughs> the podcast about jaywalking by bonuses <laughs> that was uh, pretty good I, I'm Walker he's Jason yeah, and I'm not going to say the point of the bonus ode, but I'm going to say that the bonus ode, I have, I got to leave at 11.10, so we got 30 minutes, but that okay. fits pretty well because part of the point of this bonus ode is that we left Walk with a uh, gargantuan editing job after the last one, and not only is it, even even for us, like, might have to be split into a two-parter, it's going to be a lot of work, but on top of that, he's having motivational problems, mm. and so in the meantime, we're going to do this Cinco de Mayo bonus ode. To keep you sick idiots tied it over for the massive episode that I hope will at least come out by before he's got to leave in June. 
Yeah, no, no, and it's going to, and this, but this isn't a Cinco de Mayo episode, though. I mean, right, we happen so to be like recording to on Cinco. De, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we do happen to be recording on Cinco de Mayo. I told you a promotional tie-in with the uh, Mexican concert. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see in celebration of Cinco de Mayo? I, uh, as my Facebook status posted, any Spanish phrases I could remember from from taking three years of high school Spanish. Oh, I didn't see that. And it sounds in- interesting. Though. Yeah, uh, it's what? What do we have? Just for all the people that aren't my Facebook friends. <laughs> well, this is Facebook Foreigner. Donde esta la leche? Sí, ¿por qué no? Donde esta la playa? Aquí, sí, sí. Yeah, it's actually sí, sí. Is how you're supposed to read that. <laughs> right. No one would ever say that. You might know this one. It's dirty. Come caca. What's that mean? Eat shit. Oh, sick. Yeah, I, I wanted to put chinga tu madre, which means fuck your mother up there, but it's, I wanted, I kind of, I kind of try to be cleaner on Facebook because everybody and your grandparents is on Facebook, and then I save the dirty thoughts for uh, the Twitter sphere. The Twitterverse? Yeah, the Twitterverse or jaywalking. Uh, what's, uh, how do you say, take your pants off? How do you say, hey, baby, take off your pants? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, baby, take off your pantalones. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Can you translate this one? Uh, yo tengo cuatro años. I am four years old. Yes, I have four years, roughly translated. Uh, which is, yeah, four years old. Which is exactly translated. Me amo Jeffrey. Yo tengo cuatro años. That's, My name's that's from the Jeffrey. Spanish overdubs of the Bill Cosby himself special where he tells the infamous story of Jeffrey, who is four years old. I haven't seen that. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Oh, I gotta see that. He tortures everyone on Jeffrey, who is four years old, ruins everybody's flight. I gotta get into uh, old Cosby. Oh, he's it's Bill Cosby has some of the most genius stuff. (laughs) Stand up Cosby and Jello Cosby were my Cosby's. Right. What about Kodak? I don't remember that. (laughs) He also was a Kodak campaign. Gosh, but if you have to leave at 11.10, we should probably tell the listeners the actual reason for this minisode. It's a special... This is like the first time we've stopped the presses to get something out in a timely fashion that corresponds to a specific event. Well, I think that the... Uh, I mean, the reason is what we cited, right? Like, we, we've been we've, we've been out for, out of the game for a while, then we recorded something with too big of a job, plus bust your motivational issues, which I just like to mention again, because I want the listeners, I want there to be a trove of mail that gets the email address, because I check, I still check the email address every once in a while, and there's, it's pretty, it's uh, tumbleweeds over there, but if there was a trove of mail there that said, hey Walker, we love you, you know, we know you can do it, uh, we're walking a 5k for you, Yeah, because should stuff. I tell them that it's actually that I've been kind of going through like a Jason-esque... Whoa. Uh, existential oh. crises. Oh, man. Where for you the know. first time, I don't want to listen to my own voice for two hours. <laughs> right. I'm just like, I keep looking at the thing and going, I, well, first of all, I was kind of drunk when we did that episode. I think maybe we both were. Uh, which is not was a little bit sus, but I, I listened to a couple of bits back and the, you're in for some good surprises. Okay, good. Because I just <laughs> I just kind of remember towards the end not being able to... I don't think it was so much that I was drunk, but it was like be, I'd had a few beers and it was late. So I was like right. 
tired, you know, which is the word I use for drunk. (laughs) And, uh, and I just remember not being able to piece a lot of thoughts together. I think you're in for some good surprises, actually. (laughs) Well, that's cool. Um, but no, I was referring to the Avengers thing, the Avengers. Right, that being said, there's a topical issue, which is the Avengers came out. Uh, Opening Be Jealous weekend. listeners, I, Jason V, got to see an early screener copy. Or not a screener copy, I guess, whatever it is when you get to see it early in the theaters. Yeah, why was that, anyway? S- special thanks to Taraz uh, L's friend, Marcus, I can't remember his last name, because he always gets these uh, tickets and he had a bunch of extra. So me and Karthik S and Taraz L went down there and sat at the Metreon for like two hours with the rest of the freaks. And that <laughs> what? Yeah, was it a pretty lively crowd, or it was pretty lively? And costumes. Here's one, of, here's one of my other favorite things that we got to make fun of, which is that they they confiscate everybody's cell phones at the door in this horribly arduous procedure where like you have to bag your cell phone and you get a ticket with a number on it. Jesus and the, the, the guys act like, uh, and then they then they wave you down with a metal wand on the way in, and uh, and Taraz and Marcus were mentioning events like this that they had before where they're like yeah the separate it's not the regular metreon ushers it's like a separate company that comes in and is like well we want to keep bootlegging to a minimum which is already stupid because this movie's already come out internationally and probably the bootleg exists already but uh yeah it does but there you definitely get the sense of like the metreon's like local ushers it's kind of like when the feds in the movie come into the local district and push the local guys <laughs> Because these ushers are, first of all, mad with power. This is our power. case now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> these D-bags are totally mad with power. Oh, <laughs> like, God. And uh, and it's it's ridiculous, actually. They threw one guy out that was, like, totally unnecessary. Uh, they, they threw they him get, out? Was he, <laughs> yeah, did they, they, was he filming? They, get, they gave a lot of lip to Karthik. No, he just had a phone. He, like, just got a phone in somehow, and they found it out. And he was, like, he offered to, like, take it out and bag it like everybody else did. But they were, like, nope. And they called. <laughs> they called security. There's a big, there's a big yelling match, and then they called in security. And then uh, oh, even geez, the one, I would have loved to see in. that. Sounds like it, no matter already, no matter how the movie was, right. it's been worth going out. It sounds right. Like. And then on top of that, like yeah, when Karthik turned in, or he he sold him. He's like, I don't have a phone because he left his at home because Taraz warned him. And uh, they're like, they like questioned him like three times about it. They're like, you don't have a phone, and he's like, no, I left it at home. And they're like, you don't have a phone. And he's like, no. <laughs> he, the Do guy you have like, a phone? Yeah, the guy's like staring him down as he leaves and is like, if I find out you have a phone. <laughs> Who the fuck do you think you are? He pulls out like a rotary at some point. <laughs> He's got a, like a Morse code, like a teletype. Yeah, just like flies off into time and space in a phone booth, <laughs> laughing. That's so, man, I hate when people are like, I mean, that's, it's a double-edged sword because A, people complain all the time uh, in this day and age, like, why aren't we more free in this country? And right. it's because, well, maybe if we could trust people to do the decent thing, like not talk on their phone during movies or not pull it out and, you know, film and have the light shining or whatever, you know, uh, well, then we wouldn't have to have the cell phone police coming in. But also, <laughs> it just sounds like a dangerous amount of power that they've given these guys, like kind of like an overzealous lifeguard or something. Yeah, well, yeah, they definitely went overboard with a moderate amount of power they'd been handed. <laughs> there was a lifeguard at one of the local swimming pools here in, well, it's actually in Nevada City, that we went to a few times when I was growing up when it would get hot enough. 
And there was this one old hag of a lifeguard who was there every summer and she was just lived to kick people out. And this pool was like off the diving board, you are like allowed like to take a very specific form. Basically, it's like you're not allowed to dive, you're not allowed to flip, you're not allowed to jackknife. Like it's there's all so you just have to stand very still. And, you know, if you, like, move at a brisk walk, she will blow her whistle at you to not run. If you say anything back, she'll kick you out. But I always took great pleasure in, like, my own sort of little form of disobedience would be that I would follow the rules the whole time. But before we would leave, I would go do a flip off the diving board and then run out of the the pool. Yeah. Yeah, I was shaking things up in my own way. How'd she react to that? Oh, she was blowing the hell out of that whistle. (laughs) She was blowing that thing like it was cure for cancer. Old bag. Yeah, she was a twisted old prune. (laughs) She's probably dead now. God rest her soul. Yeah, I have a, I'm running. I'm running and flipping all over her grave. <laughs> God rest her zombie bones. So, so you went and saw the Avengers, right? So, but anyway, Walker's right to introduce the episode as uh, it is a it is a hot contemporary topic, and it's a hot topic between me and Walker because I instantly said to Walker. Uh, well, first of all, he rained on my parade when I'm like, guess who got early tickets to go to Avengers? And he's like, what are you, stupid idiot? Are you excited about that? Like, I was like... I don't think I was that. Because, was I that? Because, yeah, it was real, it was real dark. And, uh, Can I just what? interject something real quick on that? Sure, absolutely. I just want to tell you that until that you told me that you were going, it had not, I mean, and we'll get more into this, but it had not been brought to my attention in any way that there was like legitimate fever pitch of buzz for the Avengers actually supposed to be good. I also had right. no idea Joss Whedon was involved. Right. I literally saw the preview during the Hunger Games and was laughing my ass off. I thought it looked so stupid. Right. And right. and so that was the only information I had going up to this point. Right. So that's fair enough. And I and I'll give you my little background. I'm gonna go as fast as I can because we're running low on time. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, uh, do you do you, you have to leave at eleven ten? Uh it's gonna be pretty close. I I can actually might I might be able to stretch it. But anyway, let me give you my little background. My sure. background is last summer me and Karthik went to uh, all the superhero movies and we we decided that we were gonna uh, pro. Uh, we would estimate how drunk we needed to be based on how good we thought it was gonna be. So like we went to X-Men stone sober, but like we were a little tipsy for Thor and I was like shit faced for Green Lantern and uh, <laughs> uh, Captain, Captain I can't America. believe you saw Green Lantern. Right. And Captain America we were all pretty sloshy for. And like honestly, he, like I don't like any of those characters. <laughs> I, I, I love I love the I'm like an X-Men guy basically. And like I love Spider Man and Batman, and then a lot of exact same, exact same for me. um, A lot of peripheral things, but like, you know, everything about Thor, for example, like why any of us care about the God of Thunder? Like his powers aren't clearly delimited. Like I I don't even know exactly what kills him. Well, Uh, just look at him. (laughs) Look at that stupid helmet. (laughs) Same, exactly. I could dress like an idiot too, Thor. I know you don't see me bragging about it. But then at the same time, you see. I'm like, oh, Kenneth Branagh is directing this for some reason, right? Like, so, okay. But also, it's just, for me, it was just like, I went to all those things as, like, fun summer events. And I was sick to death of them. I don't even like those characters. I thought throwing them all into... Plus, I can't stand the idea of Hawkeye and Black Widow hanging out with all these superheroes. Uh, but Yeah, it's every, like, who let you in here? <laughs> every single point... <laughs> 
that I that I thought like that was like he met ma- like they managed to do it such that uh, that every single little point I just mentioned they managed to do like I, I can't even I can't even like I'm just, I was just so excited about it. it is really good tight sharp dialogue Josh Whedon so it's in the Whedon verse it's uh it's really funny and it's like a really fun it's like the as Karthik mentioned it's the other awesome kind of superhero movie where it's you can either go like Dark Knight reboot where you're like we want to make this as close to like a feasible dark thing as we can or like intro to X-Men 1, you know, or you can go this way, which is like, I, I think of it mostly like Spider-Man 2, which is like, it has a comic vibe, you know? Right. It has like spinning newspapers and it's like whatever. It's not trying to be something it's not, you're saying, it, it's celebrating what it is. Right, but at the same time, like, I met also a lot of people that like, when I, whenever I said like, oh, I love this movie, even though I, I, I these characters are dumb to me, it's similar to like Fantastic Four or something, like I don't... Why do I... This is ridiculous. But I, I met a lot of people that are like, oh, I used to read the Avengers a lot. Apparently, the old Avengers had a couple of good arcs, and, like, I knew people that were really into it, and Joss was really into it. Mm. And uh, so I've been... So, listeners, this is my setup. Walker's raining on my parade right from the get-go. I start sending him reviews. You know, it's the best-reviewed Marvel movie ever to date right now, best on Rotten Tomatoes ever to date right now, and he's shooting down my reviews. He's going, listen to me, you dumb motherfuck. I don't care about these <laughs> I don't think it was calling you dumb. <laughs> yeah, he, he went he went off the rails on me and uh, here's you know, the he, thing I think I think what I and but so yeah let's get your take well on this. okay so my take on it up to this point has been that you know uh, it doesn't it's it's impossible for me to picture these characters fitting into the Walker verse of things that I like so right. that's one thing I like I for example don't like Superman people weren't crazy about the Superman movie anyway, but I don't know that there's anything people could have told me about it unless that they said take everything you think you know about Superman and throw it in the garbage because this movie, (laughs) unless they completely turn it on its head, I'm probably not going to see that movie. Now, and so that was all I was saying is at first I was surprised to find out Jason, you know, hit me with statistics that were undeniable. So I wasn't able to go. So I wasn't able to go look at how poorly reviewed this thing is. So I more was just like, look, I'm not interested. That's fine. That's fine that it's certified fresh. Um, now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, hey, you know, Jason's it, Jason's starting to talk some sense in so much as it's like I go to movies. I like them. If this one's super fun. I'm not going to let my goddamn pride stand in the way of me enjoying it. You know, I'm right. not, I've never really been into Star Trek. Loved the J.J. Uh, yeah. Abrams film. Didn't It didn't um, matter that I wasn't really familiar with uh, that universe. So I was still had a great time. It's like, I like having fun at the movies. I also right. like good blockbusters. It's like, why do they all have to be bad now? Why do they all have to be Michael Bay's Transformers? Yeah, exactly. Like, that to me, like, so, you know... I mean, fortunately, we never had this conversation, but it wasn't like you were telling me you got to see Transformers 2. I've never seen any of the Transformers movies. And if somebody told me, like, you know, I would be skeptical that they would just be saying, like, oh, visually, you got to see this because the robots change. And I'd be just like, I don't need to see Michael Bay do anything. You know? <laughs> right. But but if you if it was you, first of all, if it was you going like, no, this is like this is not what you think this. I know you're like because to me, it was more like I wanted to tell Walker. I'm like, I know you're going to like this. And if you go in without an attitude, that's like 
you know, like I hate these characters and the and the crazy batshit hostility you came at me with. <laughs> then, then I know you're gonna have a fun time, and I want to revel in the fun time with you. But that's what I like about Walker is that when when he when he's like, I'm not gonna get my let my pride get in the way of having a good time in the movies. That's what I like about you because I know people. Well, that it took let me a while. It t- it's taken me a while to get there because it might be me. I I was liking it to Avatar. Um, right. that, but but it's starting to sound like this is in a different category. I'll also tell oh, you, for sure. I I uh, wrote two songs, or I don't know if you could wrote and song are probably both <laughs> strong words. But I com- uh, loosely composed a ditty for if at the end of this episode I decide to see the Avengers, and right. for if I decide to continue to stand my ground Ooh. and refuse to see it. Well, okay. Well, let's hear them. Oh well, I mean, it's like what the, that'll be. I guess either. Oh, you're gonna how, splice them in. Uh, well, I could play them, but or one, but I I'll play the one that is appropriate. I guess. Yeah, well, hit us with it. Well, I haven't decided. Oh wait, we have like. 10. Oh, you mean you can splice it in? You can splice it in. No, I'll play it for you. But once I've decided if I'm gonna see it or not. Oh, I see. I see. I haven't decided yet. Right. But, so the other thing is, I think you have to have a pretty good. I think this is one of those things. That um, well, so it was like a packed house, and but it was a packed house full of geeks that were pretty much silent during all the parts that you should be silent for. You know, nobody's yelling out stuff constantly, uh-huh. so that that helped a lot. Actually, it helped. You know, when it's there and everybody laughs together at the same time, you're kind of like it just makes stuff funnier than if it was just two people sitting in a dead, empty theater. I think a lot of this stuff might fall a little bit, you know. But uh, if if you, if there's a theater around there that's not going to be full of yokels. Then uh, that will. <laughs> yeah, it's. I like to go to movies in the daytime, but you often get the uh, senior citizen crowd when you do that. And those, <laughs> right. I don't know those what happens of, when you turn seventy, that... but you just become a fucking idiot. It seems like I can't follow movies anymore. Those people that uh, couldn't follow Wally. <laughs> yeah, Dot, when Dot worked at Shattuck Cinemas, uh, they were complaining about not under. These old people were complaining about not understanding Wally. The woman said something like. Why were they all so fat? <laughs> and her husband went, Honey, there was no gravity. <laughs> like, real dismissive. <laughs> what must their home life be like? Like, 90% of the meaning of both of their both ends of their conversation is just lost to the ether of their empty house. I think it's just <laughs> like that, that Chris Farley out of Sandler bit that they used to do, where he's like the... <laughs> Chris Farley plays his wife and like reads like restaurant reviews to him. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's dying guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. But so Walker, why don't you hit me with your rebuttal, which is you're getting into the DC universe and the multiverse. Uh, well, okay. I well, the, first of all, before we get off the Avengers completely, I just want to tell you that I'm really leaning. I don't want to give too much away to the listeners right. the, the suspense, but I'm kind of leaning towards just seeing it. Yes. Um, my attitude yes. is gone. Um, okay. I like I said, I considered this in an Avatar category where I still have not uh, seen Avatar, yeah, and that's, that's because fine with me. that's fine with me. To- and I know it is, <laughs> and that's because uh, there's no amount of just something looking good that will make me enjoy something that is otherwise crappy. Well, even like uh, like a naked girl that's like real dumb. Naked she's smoking up. What do you mean? Like, would I go see a movie just if there was like nudity in it? No, just like a girl that's standing there naked, like a, in real life. Oh, but I'm she's dead. Well, I've been in film. I'm extending your criteria to life. There's nothing that a naked girl can't sell, but I mean, okay. like, in film. <laughs> but I, I guess it's like you're, you're telling me this thing's really good. 
should I trust you? You know, I, listener, yeah, should I trust him? This is what this is the other. I'm thing trying I to think just, if you've steered me wrong before or not. I don't think so. But I, I don't know. Here's the thing I was really worried about. I'm like, if Walker goes in there and if he's got a bad attitude, and then it, and then it goes and he hates it, then it's gonna be like, remember you said the Avengers was good, and I I, I trusted you, and now I I know. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to prove a point. The thing about me is a we both we've established I don't let my pride get in the way of having a good right. time. Right, that's true. You that's know, great. B. I, I think that I'm. We've probably all been guilty of it at one time or another. I'm probably more guilty of it than you are. Oh so. man, you're always letting your pride stand in the way of good times. <laughs> always, right? Come, come, do this fun thing. And you're like, nope, too much damn too, pride. Too proud. We'll go, damn you and your pride, Jason. <laughs> it has happened. <laughs> and then you'll say, damn this pride of mine. <laughs> <laughs> what am I gonna do though? Got an uh, overdeveloped sense of pride. But not only will I not wait, let that... Wait, wait, wait. I mean shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'd say healthy. It's good to have a healthy sense of shame. All right. Uh, but B, when I go to the movies, I'm not looking to hate. I'm looking for that good time. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm honestly, I've gotten really generous lately. Like, I, mm. went, I just went and saw that movie, The Five-Year Engagement. It was okay. But it didn't... Uh, I don't think I know it. It was it was a rom com, and the fact that it was a rom com and it didn't make me want to tear my eyes out was enough for me to be like, okay. Was that Jason Siegel? Yeah. Oh, that could have potential then. Yeah, right? it was okay. It had funny parts. It should have been like the three year engagement. It was long. <laughs> what about uh, like it was two hours and five minutes? Wh- I think. What I was hoping we could get a review from you on is we mentioned it briefly during one episode. Is um, oh, I'm I so don't know how I'm she so does dizzy. It. I don't know how she does it. And then you described it to listeners as, she's got a kid, she's got a phone. <laughs> yeah. So what? I, was like, I, I already reviewed it then. Ash. Oh, wait. Mom. F plus. Um, oh, wait. You wanted to talk about the DC multiverse? Well, Can yeah, we talk how you've been that? getting into it and how, I guess I just want to say how, in the, in the torrent of Walker's hostility, he was, he goes... He was like, fuck Marvel, fuck anything they've ever done, fuck you for okay, telling me about no, a Marvel that's, movie. No, first of all, I, <laughs> I'm, I like the only characters I read growing up were Marvel. Spider-Man and X-Men. That was my, that's all I, and that's, that's the other jam. thing too. I'm just, yeah, I never really got into these other characters. And I felt like the guy in that Onion video where it's like the Green Lantern where he goes, well, they made this movie. Who am I to say I don't want to see it? <laughs> like, that's how I felt if I was going to see the Avengers. Like, well, they went to all the trouble of putting all Thor and I. That's the other thing, too. I kind of actively hate Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. And I like Downey Jr. So that, that, that much we should give a couple, you know, a 60-second diversion to. I, I was a little bummed about that. I can understand you. So of the Iron Man movies, I can understand disliking the score. But everything oh, else about God, it, I'm it's pretty horrible. Let me, let me go over it. Downey Jr.'s great. Love his... He really did something with that character to make it like cocky and like lovable at the same time they did a great job with the metal on iron man and building montages which are crucial are great um i thought it was a computer guy in a yellow and red suit flying around in the air with new metal playing in the background i didn't love robert downey jr i don't remember him being redeemable it felt like it was a big commercial for like war and and things blowing up that's it was a commercial for peace. It wasn't a commercial for peace. He learned what the impact of his sales of uh, 
you know, his uh, weapon sales was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so peace through deadly force. And then Jeff Bridges has a beard and he's yeah, bald, a awesome. bald cat. Bridges. And he was the uh, villain. That was awesome, too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, I, here's the other thing. Here's a slight diversion. I like, here's a, one of my biggest rails against the Avenger before I went to see it, before I started getting interested in it earlier, was like, I'm like, first of all, out of all these superheroes that no one gives a shit about, what the fuck is Hawkeye doing there? He has a bow and arrow. <laughs> he, has, he, has, uh, he has one weapon, which was outdated like 2,000 years ago. Everyone, everyone else is like either magic or has the highest technology on the planet. It's one thing for Black Widow to be there, which is already ridiculous, but... Didn't she, Black Widow and Spider-Man date? I don't know. Oh, wait, that but, was Black uh, Cat. But on top of it, <laughs> that was I, I remember that because I had a Spider-Man comic where there's like pages of him webbing around, catching you up through a dialogue with himself on what's been going on in the story. Like, and it's not thinking bubbles, it's speech bubbles. So he's zipping around just saying all this stuff to himself. And it's like, man, I just can't catch a break lately. Even my relationship with Black Cat has been going sour. Asterisk C issue 522. <laughs> it's like, like, I think I got up, it. Uh, Sounds like it went that's sour. Like, that's like a straight up uh, silver surfer flying around the universe going, oh, <laughs> and <laughs> I wander the universe alone. Lamenting Shyamal. All right, Shyamal. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but but here but here's how good it is. I even came around to one the use of hu- humans being amongst these super guys, which and there's one other character which I love who's who's has a brief part in the the. Iron Man movies, which reminds me of remember when you were into the first season of Heroes, mm-hmm. and there's the one guy that's like wrangling all the basically mutants, uh-huh. and he's just like he has no powers, but he doesn't care, and he's just always hanging with all these like totally lethal people. Oh and he yeah, just yeah shows the guy up. with the glasses. Yeah, and he yeah. Always, and you always need a character like that who's like a human that just like doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, one of them that they have, it's uh, like the ball boy or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's this little short bald guy. I, and I think I always get his name wrong. It's Agent Carlson or Carl, Carl, something like Carl, or Col, Colson. I can't. I think it's Colson. But he shows up in in Iron Man. He shows up in Thor too. He's a part of the Shield Initiative. He works for. Uh, well, right. Uh, They've been tying him all in for a while. Now, right. right. But I just love. He has this real kind of attitude too, where like in the Thor movie, this giant alien robot shows up, and he he comes out there with a megaphone, you know. So it's like on the screen, they're like this, and he's like, you know stand down you're operating unauthorized weapons technology and then you know it fires at them but he it's a similar thing where he's just like yeah this is my job (laughs) everyone (laughs) around here is potentially lethal and everybody (laughs) loves him (laughs) um well but i even came around on hawkeye i mean black widow is actually real easy to come around on because joss whedon i think like as typical for him like a strong female character like he gives an inordinate amount of screen time to uh-huh like um so her character's fleshed out really well but even hawkeye i almost came around on even though i'm just like fucking bow and arrow like what do i give a shit about this guy but i even came around on him well what about the fact though that here's my other skepticism it seems like it's 20 pounds of shit in a 10 pound bag as the colloquialism goes it's right. just like spider-man 3 was not good because of all the stuff they tried to do in one movie and then nothing got any like justifiable amount of screen time venom got a shamefully low amount of time right I screen agree. time I also agree. topher grace bad casting eddie brock was okay <laughs> don't 
Uh, don't get me started about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> okay. Jason, cut me I off. Will, I will. <laughs> what? I Talk more about I, Spider-Man I, 3? Okay. I, I did agree. like Thomas Hayden Church, but I don't know. I agree with your criticism of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> and I was bummed because I thought it was similar to X-Men 3, where it's like, it wasn't horrible to me. It was just like so much shy of what it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I That's mean... That's almost worse somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't understand why they would ever think they needed to add any additional elements to the symbiotic suit story. <laughs> right. that, like, that yeah. is, like, the coolest Spider-Man stuff that ever right. happened. When he's in the alien suit, that yeah. should have been an hour and a half of the movie, and then an hour and a half of the movie should have been him getting the snot kicked out of him by Venom. Yeah. Not Absolutely. him high-fiving with James Franco as, as they literally, yeah. when they team back up, and it's like, we're best friends again! And they, like, <laughs> high-five in the air and shit. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, Spider-Man is all about, with great power becomes great responsibility, and then the alien suit gives him too much power, overwhelms the sense of justice he even got from his, uh, his departed Uncle Ben. Yeah. He too much power. He probably also has a flashback of remembering when Aunt May was like... This city needs a hero. We all need Spider-Man. Or when she was in the hospital, traumatized from, uh, traumatized from seeing the, those horrible yellow eyes. I love that, Auntie May. Oh, I hate Aunt May so She's so good. Every scene, it's like anytime Aunt May makes an appearance, you know the film is about to come to a screeching halt. Oh, come on. What about the, what about when he tells her in the second one that, uh, Sorry, that, do you like me scoring when you're talking, or? I do like it. Okay. But what about when he tells her about, um, that he was he was there. Uh, it was his fault that Uncle Ben died in some sense. That like he wasn't there to be picked up. You know. Yeah, that's true. Because because here's what it is. He tells her, and she withdraws her hand from his hand on the table and just silently walks upstairs. And when that nice old lady coldly walks upstairs after you've said like it could be partially my fault that your fucking husband's dead and you're a widower. Then and and she doesn't say, "Oh, it's all right." You know, I think she should have immediately said, "No, it's not your fault at all." Right, but exactly, but that you're but that's a why hero. That, you're the hero this city needs that I'm always talking about, but can't but look in why, front of my face. That's why it have fleshed out the Aunt May characters. That yeah, she should have said that, but it was too hurtful at the time, and that's understandable that it would be too hurtful. What about the part where she tries to... <laughs> I really liked your summing up of that, by the way. That I saw in my mind's eye, I saw her when with, she with withdrawing the hand. Old hand. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. What about also another sad Aunt May Amazing. part is the part where, like, I don't know which one it's in, but things aren't going that well. Might Let's, do it. Let's do an Aunt May podcast next. Yeah, <laughs> things aren't going that well for Aunt May. Right. And uh, she, like... Peter's visiting her, you know, and she yeah. tries to give him like twenty dollars oh for his birthday. And he goes, she can't afford the gas. Yeah, she can't afford like. Oh yeah, and he's just like, that's okay. And she goes, now you take it and don't go putting it back in my purse when I'm not looking. Oh, her voice God. cracks under the strain a little bit. Yeah. And you realize, well, she's having a hard time. She doesn't have Ben. Peter's off in the city doing God knows what, photographing Spider Man. How does he get those shots? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to rewatch like, this movie. Everybody else gets like a blurry red like web or whatever, and he gets this like SLR. For an hour, it's like a high dynamic range photo of Spider Man. <laughs> well, he says they're buddies. 
Like, it's like, I think at one point, J.J. Jameson is like, he's the only one who could get near the freak. He doesn't like Spider-Man at all. (laughs) Right. He doesn't like guys in masks. Right. I I love uh, the Jameson character. It's so good. That was, I think that was the best casting in any film of all time. <laughs> I could I could get on with that. Um also Marvel, I have you seen the trailer for the Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, I'm I'm coming more around to it, but I, I am liked, too. I liked the first two a lot. So I don't I kind of don't want to like supplant that by any new, like why by why we're rebooting movies like 8 years later. Now. I know. I know. It's time uh, I think Zach recently, I think it was Zach it cracked me up. He was like Hey, don't you think it's time they remade the Matrix? Yeah, that's what my my brother said the same thing. <laughs> oh, was, okay, I'm, then maybe it was you said it to me. I yeah, forget who like, said it. He, my my brother's always like, I'm a big fan of the idea that everything's under the sun has been done. He's like, I want to see new Matrix movies. Yeah, it's like I want to see all three of them remake them all. Why not? Because I mean, the cell phones they use in the first Matrix movie are outdated now. Right. Exactly. And if I watched it, I'd be confused. I wouldn't know what's going on. Right. Right. Um, but no, I actually genuinely kind of the preview actually got, I mean, I, I was like, oh, this is pointless and dumb. But then I saw the preview and it's like, but what is not to enjoy about another Spider-Man movie if it's yeah, awesome? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go see it, obviously. <laughs> totally. But I mean, it is funny. This is, again, tying it back to Avengers, and I know you got to go. Um, right. It's like, this is why I didn't want to see the Avengers, because I thought, okay, they're scraping the bottom of the barrel on characters indicated by the fact that they're like well i guess we better make spider-man again <laughs> right but right Fucking so y- you ought, you gotta go so should we decide if i'm gonna see it or not yeah so wait so i think there was one more thing i was gonna talk about like well we didn't really get into the dc multiverse right we'll get into that next time we'll do a dc multiverse slash aunt may convo next time and then, <laughs> is there uh, more to cover about aunt may oh my god so much more <laughs> Let's flush Aunt May out. I want to write a... Let's write a graphic novel about Aunt May. <laughs> Do you think she's ever gotten her own series? No. We the, could be the first. Oh, my gosh. That's so... I bet there's never been an Aunt May serial. Uh, you know, I know the, a friend of a friend that works at Marvel, too, an editor at Marvel, so I'm going to pitch this to her, along with my superhero... <laughs> What's it just like going about her day? Peter makes a cameo every few issues, like drops by, they eat pie. What's wrong with that? Like she shows a reading about Spider Man, but that's the most, that's the closest to Spider Man you ever get. Also, along with uh, with my superhero, which I think I've told you about before, have I? Uh, Is it Nihilism Man? Yeah, Niall is a man, and his alter ego, mild-mannered Milo. <laughs> he goes about his day, and when he least expects it, and against his will, becomes Niall is a man, who shows up to explain to everyone why their lives are absurd. <laughs> and then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah. still think you gotta get uh, get someone to illustrate that. Yeah, I do. But I'm gonna pitch it, along with this Aunt May serial idea. <laughs> That's amazing. I love I love that. Could I... Um... Oh, you're gonna be in on it. Okay, cool. I'd like to get in on it. Ground floor. Uh, it's funny, because a minute ago I was telling you how much I don't like Aunt May, but now we're gonna do our own... <laughs> Aunt May cereal. Do, what? How do you think we get in trouble if we self-publish? <laughs> you think you know Mar- do, do you think Marvel another, has the time or means to? Uh, another thing I want to put up on the blog is uh, 
you and Dot's zine from uh, high school. I want you to scan it and uh, so we can put it up on the blog because it has a couple of really good pages in there. We don't have a zine. We made that when we, like, the first year we lived in Berkeley and just never well, published I it. Want, I want that scanned and I want to see it. Cause yeah, couple, she's got a couple really... There's I one, really like the eyeball that was going out with Paris Hilton. Oh, they, that's not what it was. But that's, like, the only comic I've drawn in the last ten years. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. I, I'm a fan of that, too. Dot has a great comic. That's a good idea. We should publish that. And Dot also has a great comic on there called... Um, Olive Boy, where oh, really? he uh, just in like six mere panels uncovers the secret, uh, the secret fascism behind um, Powerade. Ooh, yeah, like this. and he's an olive on a stick or on a toothpick. <laughs> yeah, it was called Step Aside Godzilla, uh, the great unpublished Walker Dot Z. <laughs> I think it was like evidence we had no friends at the. It, I don't know why we haven't picked it back up in Grass Valley. We, because it was yeah, like before like, we knew we don't anyone. Have any more friends here. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I like this yes. chord. What is it? It's kind of like an F. It's an F. Um, I'm really into this B minor seven, but with a G note in there. Jazzy, right? Yeah. I also like this one. It sounds like that Prince song. What about this one? Kiss. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Oh, here, listen to this little riff. Jason. Little dueling bit, dueling ukes. Yeah. Oh, I figured out. Whoops. <laughs> Devolved quickly. <laughs> right, we'll call it a draw. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, you probably so, have to go. And, uh, and the other thing, okay, last point in the review by David Edelston, who is usually the NPR, Kenneth Tran and David Edelston, both on board with the Avengers. Kenneth Tran, or David Edelston mentions in his review that it is oftentimes the banter reminds him of Rio Bravo. Rio Bravo, the uh, Howard Hawks movie that Jesse and I saw, that I sang the song, the first song from Whiskey Roots from in the last episode. And if that's and if that's not a crazy connection, I don't know what is. <laughs> and if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. <laughs> I like that. Well, do you need to go? Because it's way it's past your deadline. Let, let's hit your hit your song, and then I'm gonna call my outro song. Well, let me call my outro song. If we can do this, my old brand hybrid Genesis, because we're talking about summer movies, because the weather's turning nice here, and I feel like it's summertime. I once wrote a song called. Um, uh, oh my god, what's the name of the song? Uh, Cold Fusion. It's called Cold Fusion, and it's about the second law of thermodynamics. It's about the summertime. It's about girls. It's about uh, finding out that you're not a good person. <laughs> so, And it's a great summer jam. It's got a real, it's like a rock and roll shuffle, and it's got a really great T. Sir Amy, or Tony C, uh, just rocking solo. And then it's got Chris R. taking us into space territory at the end, and I think at one point he actually says, put on your space helmets. <laughs> Cold fusion, get into it. Okay, hit, hit, hit us with your song. Well, I was just realizing that I haven't practiced, I may, 
<laughs> this will tell you which way I was leaning, but I may, I practiced the no song a little bit. I didn't really practice the yes song, <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna go see it. So okay, woo! Yeah. So uh, listeners, this is a big win for us. So I'll try to I'll try to do this the best. It's okay if it's rough though. It's really stupid. Hey, uh, hey by the way, don't check out in the first twenty minutes because it gets it's a little bit. First twenty minutes, there's a little couple scenes where you might be like, oh, oh just man. stay on board. All stay right. on board. Okay, so this is the one about that. I, this is the celebration of yes. Um, life, life is short, and I want to have my fun. I want to see movies, eat ice cream, and chew bubble gum. I like Spider-Man, Batman, and the X-Men too. They're not in this movie, but Scar Joe's in a pleather suit. Yeah, yes, he is. And just we done well. I'd say I'm a fan, especially a Firefly, yeah, starring Nathan Fillion. And I'm glad Josh got a big Hollywood debut. Yeah, so I guess I'll see the Avengers yeah. and the sequels that ensue reluctantly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Love it. Oh, also Mark Ruffalo, best Hulk ever. Oh, only nice. time I've ever given best a shit of about the, the three, Hulk. Best of the three, Only time I've ever given a shit about the Hulk and really funny and underplayed and great one-liners. Great. Can I just share with you, since we didn't get to hear the no one, which is okay, because I couldn't figure out how to fit this into the melody. There was too many words for the melody I was using, but yeah, uh, there was a part where it says... Uh, Jason V told me the Avengers was good. Keeps telling me to go. I like it better as just like a slam poem. <laughs> Jason V told me the Avengers was good. Keeps telling me to go see it, but I don't think I should. <laughs> he says. That's terrible. I know. <laughs> Did you like all the emphasis? Should and good. Pretty right. amazing. Right. He says it beats expectations. I say looks like Stan Lee's masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway alright man I gotta scoot alright man thanks yeah, so, oh hey here one, you, want, you want a jaywalking super surprise guess where I'm going pick up the keys to my new place nice jaywalking reveal at the very end oh Neighbor, you're now neighbors with super fan Jesse R that's right neighbors as we say now you can watch him uh at all times, like you get some uh, some high power binoculars, just look in their apartment, <laughs> no, check up not, on him. It's not creepy. <laughs> uh, well, we got to do our outro. I know you got to go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, uh, but so, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not oh, if you're not jaywalking, you're not getting to your destination in a time. <laughs> it was nice talking to you, buddy. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, you too. All right.